0: This is Crow Inquisitors Behind the Scenes. I'm here with David, and we are talking today about Dellen. How are you doing, David? Doing well. How are you? Excellente. I am excited. I am excited, my friend. We're recording this on the day of release day. First episode, Crow Inquisitors is out. Now, everywhere you find podcasts, like literally everywhere you find podcasts, I like... (laughs) scoured well so the new podcast hosting site I'm using has a lot of more a lot more options for like getting it out to all the various places awesome Uh, it's pretty easy to do so it should be everywhere so that would be ideal yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so uh, we're you know that's all all out and so what we're going to be doing uh, every week is having various bonus content in between episodes right um and one of the things we're gonna be doing is these little behind the scenes bits where i talk with the cast uh i think there may be one or two where it's just me talking about one aspect or another aspect about the campaign like maybe how i came up with it or uh prepared for it those sorts of things uh, but for day today we are going to talk with david about his character delan Tan, the holy knight of saran yeah so Dylan, or <laughs> i've already gone into rpg <laughs> yep. mode where i refer to you as your character <laughs> yeah uh david yeah what were you thinking exactly we we remember we gave the uh the pitch for the campaign right um medieval suicide squad right Wh- where did you come up with the idea um for Dellen? i know we had talked about the the church being like the thing you were working for uh like a corrupt church yeah so i think we knew we knew that by the time you would Thought of Dellen. But yeah, I mean, what were your influences, inspirations, thoughts?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, they were pretty mundane. I think mostly it was me thinking. So, we obviously were going to work for the church. And I think I was just going to try and make me, if I was in a position where I was murdering people every day, basically, Uh, because (laughs) obviously Dellen kills a lot of people and I've never killed anybody. Yeah. And uh, so. I was like, yeah, I know I want him to be religious and I want him to be, you know, interested in combat. At least that's the thing that I am. Um, But just because of the way the game came out, that turned out to be the only things he could do. Those two things, Uh, (laughs) because and I I think I mentioned this uh, off off stream, but uh, shush my troll for uh, our Lord of the Rings campaign. Yeah, is probably the most egregious example of I can do one thing and that's it. Uh, Yeah, Delon is the second worst. He could do two things, um, which was, (laughs) you could uh, talk about doctrine and he could use a sword. Um, And that is because I spent all of my points making that gray, which if you're unfamiliar with burning wheel means it was sort of a heroic stat. Mm -hmm. Um, And that meant that I spent all of my points on it. So yeah, basically I just did the thing I always do. where I wanted to be really good at one thing. Um, and I did it as hard as I could. And then I was also like, but what if he was, you know, religious? And, um, I think I had suasion as well. I think that was his other skill. He could, he could talk about the doctrine in a persuasive way.
0: Yeah. Right. The two things you were good at is stabbing things and convincing people that if you didn't follow the religion, he would stab you. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) An inquisitor, you might even say, I think that's probably uh, Mm -hmm. not not Mm -hmm. coincidental. Um, so... One of the things I, I thought we would do real quick is I have your character up here on in the rule okay. twenty, uh, and it, so Bernie Wheel, you create characters uh, through a process called life paths, uh, right? You choose right. basically sections of your life and what you did during those sections, um, and we don't really talk about that a whole lot in the actual like show itself um, because they're already done off screen, right? Um, right? So real quick, I thought we that's probably what I'll do for all of these is just go through those real quick um, and talk a little okay. bit about that. Um, so. definitely Ellen was born noble then he was a page then a squire then a religious acolyte and then he ended his life path as a military order which is you know mm-hmm. the order of religious holy knights uh, yeah. that exist in saran so do you have any thoughts on on your choices there yeah i think i
1: literally chose those because the other option was born noble page squire knight or whatever. Like basically, there was, there was one born noble path to knight, and I didn't like that. And so I wanted to find something that was a little more, had a little more flavor to it. it. wasn't just literally the most cliche method of becoming a knight you could possibly kind of have. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of boring. So I want to come up with something else. And I think that was what originally pointed me towards, um, the, uh, sorry, the military, holy military order or whatever, because it, had its own flavor and um, I think it was still, I think you still had to take those options, but um, uh, it fit uh, the campaign better and I think it mm-hmm. was basically just as good like stat wise. Um, so that was the main thing. Was I think I just didn't want to be a generic knight. So... <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean that that's that's fair, that's, and that's I mean that that, that is fun about the the fun thing about uh, Bernie Wheel is because it locks you into a setting so much. Sometimes you do have those moments where you are like, okay, well, this is this is like where I probably should go, character Bernie wise. <laughs> like this is like it's pretty good to do born noble page squire knight. Uh, oh, yeah, like you have sure. really good stats, really good skills, uh, but yeah, I, I I think it's 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 awesome that um, because. The, the, and I think that's probably the thing that made Dellen mo- the most interesting. Because he, if he had just been "I'm a knight," eh, oh yeah, not then super- I would have,
1: I would have literally just had the sword exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, not else,
0: exactly. So. and that's it, it. Gave him the. It gave Dellen the the other bit of flavor there that helped. And honestly, cause you, you mentioned, right? Like you were kind of min maxing with this character. You were trying to do like, how can I be as good as possible with one oh, thing? Yeah. I mean, and yeah. I gotta be honest. Like, I think, I don't know if I ever really felt that way with Dylan. Um, I think there, you know, there's one moment and we talked about this off screen where it's like, Whoa, that's ridiculous. Um, you know, <laughs> you're really good at this. Uh, and you, you on people. Right? right. Um, but, uh, for the most part, the things that I remember about Dellen in this campaign are the religious stuff, right? It's it's him. Well, yeah.
1: And I think that's the nature of the game as well, right? Is unless you're using the fight rules very often and we were not, it de-emphasizes combat in a lot of ways. Not that it's less dangerous. It's actually more dangerous because if you fail one roll, you can die, Mm -hmm. but just that it takes up less time. And so I, I think I still only lost one fight that I can remember in the whole campaign, but it didn't, take up as much screen time. So I think it came off as, off as much less aggressive, whereas all of the religious stuff were full-on conversations that happened in character It took up much more time. Um, which I honestly like, because my biggest thing with stacking my points to be combat-related is that I, I basically, and I do this with most of my characters, I pick a thing that I want the character to not have to worry about, like a, fall, a plan B that he can always fall back to, or I guess mm-hmm. a plan A. Because... Um, <laughs> Usually, you want to lead with start your with that, yeah. But uh, you know, because more or less, I just want to have something that I can rely on in a circumstance when I fail at what I want to do. Uh, if it's something different, and so uh, you know, being able to kill people is a good one because usually you should not start with that. But if <laughs> you can, then it's a good fallback. Uh, but for down, it was just to start out, anyways. Yeah. Um, and so. I felt like that worked really well because his ability to fight felt like a plan B because it was right. much more abbreviated. Yeah, um, that makes sense. So yeah, I, I think it, Burning Wheel does that well. Where combat's still dangerous because again, if you fail, you can the GM can just say you have died. Um, but it's also very fast unless you're you're diving into fight. So
0: yeah, and another another thing that um i guess to mention briefly is just the differences between uh fight bloody versus and and like a single role at this point in the campaign we haven't i I think i mentioned it in a previous episode briefly uh i at least talk about bloody versus later um but just there's three types of combat in burning wheel right one is the i do a a post sword roll with this person and whoever gets higher wins right Right. uh then there's bloody versus which is like you're stacking up dice on either side of a conflict and then you roll once uh, to decide like uh, which side wins, and then fight rules are the more intense, like every blow is described, sort of thing. Uh, and i I honestly yeah. think I think we only do two fights yep. in the entire actually, campaign so far in
1: regards to min maxing, I remember uh, I remember, and I can't remember what character it was that maybe that I played with where I found this out, but I remember being like, we're probably almost never going to use fight. So I looked at the combat and identified the parts of the character that mattered for fight it didn't matter for every other kinds of combat and i just didn't worry about them at all yeah yeah so for instance his reflexes is bad yeah uh, are bad his uh power was not great you didn't okay matter. so
0: literally i just re- i realized listening to the campaign you ended up starting with a 2 in power
1: yeah i had really bad stats cuz i had a 2 great in agility. speed i think too yep mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> they were super bad i i really gave him trying to get a grace st- Uh, agility which actually was my big pitfall because agility only has one or two skills on his skill list where it helps so i should have just made his sword gray yep but anyways (laughs) i've since remade dell and he's much stronger uh probably than he is now even and i made him as a starting character but uh that was that was a further min maxing just in case you wanted to know how terrible a human being i am uh where i was like we won't use fight so power and reflexes that only matter in fight i'll those terrible, and focus only on the ones that matter for bloody versus and for one yep. guy. And it yeah. worked out for me pretty well. And it, it did. <laughs> I remember being terrified the first time we did a fight because I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get killed." And then we found out. Well, maybe I won't spoil it. Yeah,
0: don't don't say uh, one way or the other. But yeah,
1: yeah, you'll you'll see what I discovered uh, when we when we do that. Uh, it turned out not to be so bad. But
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So it's funny looking at these characters again because it shows you how inexperienced we were with the burning wheel um yeah nowadays I, I me as a gm would probably not have allowed david to gimp his character like that um because it just doesn't actually make a whole lot of narrative sense for a holy knight to have a power of 2 um mm-hmm. it's just kind of you, silly
1: <laughs> you've also since refused my request for gray skills and stats
0: numerous times exactly so. yeah um well because <laughs> technically in the actual like rules it's recommended yeah. that you like don't start off with grays um right and what did i do i said hey david and jared you can start with gray shade gray shades <laughs> um and, and so i i ended up you know leaning into that and um right. we're we're definitely going to like learn more about why dellan and alphonse are so unique and interesting um there's there's a, i actually did come up with like an in in campaign reason for why you guys are like heroic um yeah. but uh well you know we'll get there when we get there
1: i i also don't think that it actually ended up being too much of an issue like obviously i know that um we ended up feeling like the other characters were a little outshadowed because Yes. Or, uh were overshadowed rather, uh, because of that. But I think if they had both had things that were gray in their character sheet, I think it would have gone fine. Like I don't think having grace gray abilities was really a problem. It was just that because we didn't all have them, then it it shifted the spotlight uh sort of unfairly.
0: Yeah, and I think did. I think there's a couple of reasons, right? Dylan and Alphonse are just dynamic characters to begin with um they're very driven characters they had very clear goals from the very beginning of the campaign the rest of the characters honestly don't right uh i guess theo theo does um at the beginning uh, and you'll you'll have met him yet at at the point you're listening to this but uh next session we get introduced to that character um and he has an interesting thing uh as well but uh, for the most part, Dylan and Alphonse were kind of like the driving force yeah. of the of the season uh, because one because of their good their stats that were really good, right? They were the paragons of both fighting and talking, so everybody right. turned to yeah. them to do those things. But also because of the the fact that their beliefs and instincts and traits were very driven towards progressing the game in a certain direction, so right. which, which is why I was really interested to do season three and i won't talk about season three at all but um that's why a season three was fun for me uh though technically if you want to spoil any of this for yourself you can feel free to go to uh my my youtube channel and watch the original live streams uh it will certainly be a subpar experience (laughs) excuse me because uh i haven't done any editing work on those and they're kind of annoying to listen to sometimes because of all the noises in the background uh but they're there so you can feel free to do that if you want to spoil things for yourself uh so so david uh one thing i want to talk about yeah. too is what do you remember and uh, how did you feel about like delon's interactions with the other characters um and you know again yeah. without spoiling stuff we don't want to spoil like future interactions but yeah, right. h- how does Dellen kind of relate to his place in the party um yeah. those sorts of things
1: uh yeah well so i have a few thoughts the, the first one is he tends to um and this is i think happens with me in general at least with this group i think uh i tend to to fall into at least a if not a leadership role, then at least a, a, a sub leadership role, right? Depending on the character. And, and in this case, my character was a noble. So it kind of made sense. Um, and also he just threatened to kill people who didn't listen to him. So uh, <laughs> uh, I know that that was a thing that happened and then was challenged at least a few times during the game where other people were like, what if the murder hobo wasn't in charge? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh so that was an interesting dynamic. Just in general, is him basically just trying to hold on to being in charge because he feels like he should be. Yeah. Um, as somebody with six doctrine, uh, assuredly would. And six. Sword. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, what was the other thing? Uh, I had basically any time that Dylan interacts. With, oh, pardon me. Sorry about that. You uh, pretty much any time that, uh, Dylan and Alphonse interact is amusing. Uh, you find out pretty quickly that Dylan doesn't like Alphonse. Uh, in fact, within <laughs> about the first half an hour, I think yeah. you find that out pretty drastically.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the, the, the first half an hour yep, of the
1: show. Yeah. The first real thing that he does. Uh, mm-hmm. and, um, nearly succeeds at, uh, yeah, I, I think the other major thing was, uh, Dylan comes off way more religiously devout in the first couple episodes than he does later on. Um, I had an idea for him as like super hardcore um, into the faith and stuff to the point where he actually uh, begins, was going to begin like questioning it because he thought he knew better than everybody else mm. in his faith. Um, and I guess it did kind of. I intended that transition to be a little more gradual, yeah. <laughs> but it, I think it ended up being pretty sharp. Like in the first episode, he's like, basically, you know, I deserve to be killed. And then in a couple episodes later, he's like, the church just doesn't know what we are talking about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I think I, I turned on the dime a little too quickly there, but.
0: I, I, I did notice that and obviously yeah and obviously that's a yeah. that's a minor spoiler um but uh, and i'll probably put a little addendum on on this episode just be like hey there's a yeah, few sorry. minor spoilers there. no you're fine like i i, I this is all honestly important uh to talk to talk about with Dylan uh because it is the driving right. force of his character um so yeah. i'd hate to like not talk about it at all um that's fair but yeah no i definitely yeah. noticed that Uh, as I went through. And and honestly, that's the sort of stuff that happens in role-playing games, especially at the (laughs) beginning of a campaign. You find the character. And especially at the beginning of a Burning Wheel campaign um right because <laughs> yeah. the way that bernie wheel works is my my job as the gm is to look at your beliefs and instincts and traits and basically challenge you to basically find out do you actually care about those things and it turned out mm, with, yeah. with 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 a little bit there are some parts of that that he didn't actually end up caring about and that was you as, as the player discovering that um where right. you're like you know what i'm not as interested in castrating jared right or cutting out his tongue like i'm you know there's there's another aspect of this i don't want to be so antagonistic towards everything
1: basically it was me realizing that my character's religion was catholic and i'm protestant and so naturally i trended towards (laughs) towards Being a little heretical towards my own faith in the game and then also that's so uh, true. realizing uh, that it was only fun to threaten Jared's for so many times and then I was like, all right now maybe we should play a real game and not just be a jerk all the time uh-huh. um so yeah and and honestly like because I know we were talking about my interaction with other characters I think those those showed up a lot where if I wasn't like religious thing at somebody, I was threatening them basically mm-hmm. uh, even with other players but also with NPCs and uh, yep. I think, especially like you said earlier, the whole religious thing was a, a large focus for his interaction with non-player characters, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think well, as far as the world went, that was his big uh, sort of interaction point with them was yep. his sort of wrestling with that.
0: Yeah. And honestly, so there was a time maybe a couple of years ago where um, I, I had to, I was taking a, a screenwriting class and we had to basically, um, make a treatment for a movie. Make the outline for that movie, and then yeah. like make uh like actually write the first act or first part of the first act or whatever. Uh, maybe the actual first. I don't remember the exact assignment, but uh, write part of the script for a movie. And my first inclination yeah, was that. Yeah. yeah, the first inclination was to for me to do uh, Her inquisitors as a movie. Uh, right like adapt chrome inquisitors as a movie and right. write that thing but uh, it ended up just not working i when i looked at it i was like this is too long to be a movie uh this is <laughs> too much that happens yeah. here uh this works better as a novel and so maybe anyway, i was like oh, okay i'll write a novel uh it again didn't end up <laughs> happening um but i did write a couple of scenes and i released those already um uh earlier in the week uh, for a bonus content thing, but uh, the thing that I learned about that about Chrome Inquisitors, as I was like outlining basically the book version of it, was sure. season one is Dellen's story um more than anyone's el- anyone else's right the, and especially in yeah. the way that i looked at it um because i was going to adapt it right i wasn't going to verbatim write right. what happened in the <laughs> session i was going to adapt the the themes the yeah. the the important points of the season into like a novel and what i found was the most engaging arc there was dellen right it was dellen figuring mm-hmm. out what he actually cared about uh with yeah. his religion, um, and and obviously in a novel, I would have like done a lot more to sh- like flesh that out in a way because I would know <laughs> right. wh- the direction he's headed as opposed to you who were like you're just like uh I don't actually Making know where this is happening and then you just kind of like decided that I'm gonna you're gonna make a change, um, right, but it's yeah. still it's still kind of part of the driving force of the season. Uh, is Dylan sure. kind of becoming less Catholic? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um Yeah, and
1: that was why later on I. And I don't think it's a spoiler to say that in later seasons, I, I played a different character, but others did not so that I, cause I felt like Dylan had had his moment. Uh, and I wanted other people to have a chance to do that. And I wanted to play sort of something in a different uh, direction. Yeah. Um, because I think, I think he definitely had the most, uh, well, I don't know if I'll say he had the most like, change because I feel like a lot of the characters changed a lot. Oh yeah. But I think it was the most uh probably the most uh featured uh arc, character arc I think. Probably um, yeah. The most driving maybe. Um <clears throat> especially because as part of the church, religion was already a massive part of the setting. Uh and so it narratively uh linked pretty strongly with the through line of the campaign. Yeah. Um in a way that I think also helped bring it to be more a more prominent one in the first season
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah for sure yeah uh yeah do you have any other thoughts on uh well i mean just anything i mean any other thoughts that you haven't shared up at this point in general um and i can think of something else to ask
1: um I uh, mostly just that i think Dylan was a lot of fun to play um mm-hmm. he also got i think he was sort of the turning point where i decided that while i still usually play the same kind of character in games more or less I think this was the character where I got all of that out of my system as much as possible, and then usually I look for something I can change that's different about each character I play, um, mm-hmm. because Dellen was sort of the, like I said, the the apex of the it's me but in a fantasy setting and significantly less uh, or more more hostile, um, <laughs> and uh, so that yeah he, he sort of was was. The kind of character I wanted to play in an RPG and I got to do that and so now I always look for for other things to try and explore since I I've gotten to do the sort of core interesting things so thoroughly since we we played this for quite some time I think mm-hmm. um and yeah I just really i enjoyed playing him um I learned a lot from this actual game playing him as well uh, yeah. I know we talked about sort of overshadowing other characters early on yeah. uh, partially because of the stats but also it was just because at the time I was a, a less experienced player and i it still happens to me now and then mm-hmm. but um i mean how I, all I feel it like is. i've yeah <laughs> i feel like i've learned a lot about trying to to avoid that um from from this campaign as well so yeah. yeah it was it was a a fun character and a fun campaign and um i i still remember a lot of the moments pretty fondly uh yeah even you know years later so yeah yeah it's a it's a good ride it's fun
0: yeah i mean it's funny thinking about it now because this is kind of like the beginning of a new era in in our role-playing games uh and Mm -hmm. because of that these characters are probably the characters that i always think of as the quintessential you guys characters um Uh right like specifically i mean definitely with you and jared right um for sure Uh, Uh (laughs) but Connor, but Connor to an extent too, right? Like it's definitely very indicative. Cantarius is a very Connor character, right? Struggles with Uh, various moral quandaries and, you know, lots, lots of inner, inner turmoil. Uh, probably Antonius Mm -hmm. is the only one that wasn't, that isn't quite my quintessential Josh character. And that's because that was the first time he'd ever played a long running campaign. Um, -hmm. right. And to be fair, if, if Cantarius was in a science fiction setting,
1: he probably would have been the quintessential josh character but he couldn't do tech you mean antonius i'm sorry yeah, yeah yeah antonius would have been the quintessential yeah. josh character but he couldn't do tech things because of the setting right. so i feel like he couldn't have been
0: you're right you're right because you know character. antonius was the the prequel to crafter, to, to, right. to um to till um right to to our his elysian right. road characters a character in exactly. a lot of ways he likes playing big burly guys who uh do crafting things <laughs> yeah um, yeah exactly and in and in so, you know in till's yeah. case it was you know more computers and uh and piloting and stuff but uh, uh which yeah, obviously you know. felt more like josh uh,
1: so really antonius
0: yeah, is the proto josh character right it was him figuring out yeah. what he wanted it to be mm-hmm. yeah very yeah, much yeah, so. for sure <laughs>
1: Uh, and then, yeah, I think Connor also got to underline his um, theme of somehow failing all the things he's really good at every time. Because <laughs> yeah. Cantarius was supposed to be amazing at intimidation and then proceeded to be. He was supposed to be like Batman, except for Batman always succeeds intimidating people, and somehow Connor didn't. <laughs> somehow he had a six so many it. dice. Yeah,
0: but. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of stuff so, like that. That's yeah, funny. Sure. And, and that's that's what's funny about this campaign, too. It's just like, it's it, there, there are a lot of kind of like, mythological things. And I, you know, I use that term to me, you know, mythological in the sense of it, it, this campaign became a lot of our kind of like, hearkening to... Mm, the yeah. the the central mythos of our gaming group, right? Um, yeah, in a right. lot of ways. Obviously, we have you know with me, you, and and Jared and Connor, we have a further history going back into Savage Tide and stuff. And there's definitely mythos stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chrome of Quizzers course. is definitely like the core of this new mythos that we started making. Um, and you know these characters came with us. Every other yeah. campaign we did after.
1: Yeah, so. uh, literally too. I think because as far as I know, this is the first. Setting in the new shared like RPG setting
0: exactly it is, is
1: still yeah. counts right yep mm-hmm. so yeah I think literally as well it was sort of the first dive into into that although I guess
0: we didn't know it at the time we didn't know it at the time um yep but yeah yeah there was no way I was gonna make that and not have Chrome quizzes be a part of it um because oh, of it's course. just you yeah. it's too, the too essential said, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> for sure. Awesome. Cool. Well, well. thanks for, for chatting about Dellen. Yeah, my Dylan. pleasure. It was yeah, fun. It's it fun,
1: to, fun to remember it. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing what people think and, and yeah. hearing or, you know, getting to relive the the moments that uh, <laughs> most, many of which I've probably forgotten, but especially if, yeah. a few that I remember.
0: Oh, I definitely from. have forgotten a lot of it, um, especially when I started listening to the later episodes of the first season, um, like mm-hmm. five to, to ten. It was like. Whoa, there's a lot of stuff that happens that I just totally forgot about, yeah, um, yeah I'm looking forward to to re releasing yeah. that mm-hmm, yeah, so you can find uh Chrome quiztors obviously every Saturday uh, releasing uh once a week and bonus content in between um so I, I think I'm gonna release this on either Thursday or friday, so uh it's it's pretty soon until we uh get the second episode of Chrome Chromequisitors. I uh, hope you guys have been enjoying and uh yeah. I don't really have uh, uh, any more of an outro than that. So thanks for coming on, David. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show.
0: See ya.